Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this is um, the post-Crimbo Crawl special. Yes, definitely post-Crimbo Crawl, Steve. Being, uh, being recorded on location in Sheffield. In the Sheffield tab. Which we've managed to visit three times in two days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we've done well, and we're also, as, as tradition dictates, we're, we're joined by um, a guest. Good morning. It's, uh, it's Clayton, our um, creative director. Oh, we're not, very pleased to have him with us as well. We are indeed. Um, and remarkably, we're drinking. Yeah, as, I'm not sure why. As, as well. It's, it's 20 past 11 in the morning Yeah. Uh, as we record this, and we've all got drinks in hand. So, yes. um, so mate, we can't be that bad. What, what are you on there? Well, it might not come to much of a surprise for anyone, but I've got Jaipur. Cask. Cask. Jaipur. Yeah. I'm on the, uh, I went for a slightly sensible choice of uh, 4% Buxton. Mercia. It's all very well being sensible this morning, Steve. I know, but I want to be sensible. I bet this you morning. didn't have this last night. No, we didn't have this last <laughs> night. There are um, there are some blank moments which we'll come on to a bit later. And Clayton, what, what are you on, mate? Um, I've got uh, Gambler from Bristol Beer Factory. What's, is that cask as well? Yeah, cask, four point two percent, single hop, Amarillo, Golden nail. Cool. There we so, go. Yeah, there we go. So yesterday, apart from, apart from yesterday. Um, been up to much in the last week, beer wise? Nope. No. I took a break. Yeah, I, I, decided, I, took a week I decided off as well. after we recorded on Monday that it was probably a good idea to have a few days where I didn't drink. And I was busy at work anyway, so it all sort of fell into place nicely. Yeah, um, I was with you on that. I, after we recorded last week, I then stayed off of it until. Until this Friday. Where did you go on Friday, Steve? Before. Ah, the yeah, Crimbo I went call. to the. Uh, I was invited over to. Uh, it was Brew by Numbers fifth birthday bash. Um, which was a ticketed event from six, but they invited um, a few people over for a sort of like pre-bash from four. Pre-party party. A pre-party party. Um, yeah, so went over, a uh, few beers in the brewery, got to have a look at their new tap room space, which is really nice. Really oh, nice have you not been there. to that no. since they did it? No, I went there during the summer, it's a lovely place. Yeah. It really looks good now, really looks good. Yeah, um, tried a few of their birthday beers, tried the new double DDH in a can. Which you kindly uh, bought us some as well for the train journey. Yeah. Very fruity. Very fruity. Very easy to drink. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of bitterness initially. Soon fades the bitterness, yeah, doesn't it it? It, it? it really gives way quickly. What about the can? It's a striking piece of artwork, but yeah. it's got no numbers on it. Although someone did say, have you spotted the numbers? And I looked again at my can and I still can't spot the numbers. They're on the bottom. That was just the date. Oh, no, it's, it says... Something like 258 and counting. Oh, yeah, of course. So, okay. Okay, it's, it's still not the it, Ubi numbers it's not numbering the serial system. numbers no, type thing. No. So, so, yeah, I went sort of straight, straight from there to meet you two on the train. Yeah. And then came up, up to Sheffield for a weekend. And went straight to the tap. And went, yeah, came we went straight, straight to here. the tap, didn't we? Straight off the train, straight to the Sheffield tap. Yeah. When we met with uh, one of our listeners, Ron. Yes. Ron was already in here. Yes, almost waiting for us, I think. <laughs> it was almost like he knew we were going to go to the Sheffield yeah, Tap. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, but we'll get on to the, uh, we'll get on to the full Crimbo breakdown crawl. of the... Of yeah, it won't take long, after uh, three o'clock. <laughs> a, a bit later. Um, it's been quite the week for news. Yeah, so, there was lots. Hold was on all, to your hat. It was almost like people <laughs> thought we weren't recording. Yeah. Um, okay, so the big news last week, there were... There were three 
buyout stories last, yeah, last one week. week. Yeah, um, it, and a lot of people have commented that it seems to it seems to now be happening every December. Well, I think um, this is where Mr. Bushcraft, Michael Lally, made a very good and astute point on Twitter, uh, talking about mergers and acquisitions. So, the people, a lot of the people who are brokering the deals, they're not beer. They'll be just there's a deal to be done. Yeah. We want it on the books before the year end. We want that P and L showing good in the ledger, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that he probably nailed it. And that's probably why we're getting this rush at the back end of the year. Yeah. So it's just a purely practical business thing. But three in one week was still quite yes. a lot. Yeah. So the, so the first one, which I think did come as a surprise, was um, Brixton selling um, what they initially said was a minority short share to, to Heineken. I suppose aesthetically it still is. But then emerged as 49% of the business. Yes, uh, I think they probably just should have said it. Yeah. I mean, yes, technically they're right. They haven't misled anyone by saying minority, but 49% owned by Heineken, the other 51% owned by free people. You only need one of those yeah. to fall out or sell up. I didn't realise, because it was only off the back of this, I didn't realise that Lagunitas had sold all of their to Heineken. Oh, I didn't realise that. No, it was off the back of this story I read it and they sold the rest of it. Yeah, going back to this story. So, um, yes, what do you reckon? What do you... Well, if if you read into the the, the release that Brixton put out, uh, it's it's a larger space that it's going to enable them to move into. Um, It will take their capacity from 12,000 pints a week to 60,000 a week and give them greater control over the process. Um, But what they're saying is that to be able to realise all of that, they needed some serious investment, and it was Heineken that contacted them. Um, and after them spending some time with the Heineken team, they decided that it, it was the right fit for, for them. I mean, I, you know, I just, I think I'm at a stage where I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got no problem with, for whatever reason, their, whether they want to realise some of their investment, for starters. Um, not sure. I, you know, you're selling your house. You want the best return possible. Yeah. Heineken have got deep pockets. Also, give Brixton access to a lot of pubs now because Heineken own a lot of pubs these days, don't they? As well. So you, I reckon we'll start to see Brixton on a few more bars. Which can't, that can only be a good that thing. That can't be a bad thing, yeah. can it? I mean, I, you know, I've commented before that right, some of the bars near me work aren't great, but I could probably find Camden Pale Ale now. That's purely because of ABI. Yeah. That wasn't as prevalent around the city before ABI bought them out. So for me, it was a, it was a bonus. Mm-hmm. So it also allows them to stay in Brixton, which um, yeah, they're literally moving six hundred metres up the road yeah, or something to yeah. a new unit. I think it's key for a, a, a pub named after a brewery named after an area. I mean, it should be called Camden Enfield now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that, that's an interesting point, isn't it? And there were there were some people that commented as well that it would appear that all you have to do is have a uh, a brewery named after a part of London, of course, for, for the big boys to be interested. <laughs> London in Fields, Camden. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what was the one I was talking? London Beer Factory. That's that's gone up my list of ones which may get bought next. They've got they own all of London. So so that was the first one. Yeah. We we then had the. Um, and I was surprised by this one. A lot of people saying, oh, they saw this one coming. But Pirate Life, who we featured on, on the show at the beginning of the year, yeah. um, completely sold out to, to ABI. Yeah, they sold up completely. Yeah, so they've been going for two years, and um, they've, they've been acquired now by 
uh, ABI a $10 million investment in, into the into the brewery, which again will uh, enable them to grow and also to, to create new beers. Um, so rather than just their core range, they're going to be looking to doing sours, seasonal and barrel aged products as well. I mean, I, 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 I said at the time, and I say now, I was really impressed with the Pirate Life beers. I was. The, the core yeah. range was really solid. Their, their session IPA and their double IPA especially were just what I looked for in that kind of style of beer. Um, and yeah, I was surprised by it just because they were so new to us. But they've only been up and running two years, so to get yourselves bought up by ABI so quickly is a job well done. You've done well, but also I suppose they're targeting, uh, I, I can't speak for sure, but I'm imagining that Australia is probably a, t- a target market. It's probably, an, to call it a phrase, an untapped market yeah. to a certain extent. It's definitely a bit like uh, New Zealand, Clayton, I'm sure you'd agree, is definitely the big boys. I mean, Heineken are massive in New Zealand, and I'm presuming they've probably got quite a presence in um, Australia, so ABI wanting to expand from their own point of view probably is probably a very good business plan. Yeah, yeah I think it's true the world over at the moment that um, the big players are losing a, a little bit of market share to, to craft, and so they're going to claw it back somehow. Yeah, they're going to they're going to look to see. Yeah, but again, you, you know, it, that might potentially mean that you know one thing is, is we might start seeing pirate life in more places. I know I'd be as, happy with that as well. I would. I'd be yeah. more than happy to see the cans yeah. of that double IPA and free. Yeah. As, as well as the um, investment in, in the kit, upgrading, all that sort of stuff, um, it's the distribution they've got as well. Yeah. I think that's probably a really big thing is that distribution network because that's worldwide for ABI and Heineken as well and, and the other big boys. They tap into everywhere, don't they? And you've probably got a whole, well, I presume if you're Australia, you've got the Asian market as well to look at, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much... A, a, an untapped market from when I was there. Yeah. There's plenty of scope there, and they're really starting to get some money as well. People are now got income, haven't they, to spend as well in a lot of these countries to get the beers out there. Yeah. I say good luck to them, but I mean, it, I, I was I was genuinely surprised. I was surprised when you because you sent me through the link, and I was like, wow, I actually didn't see that one coming. No. Um, and then the last one, which uh, probably the smallest out of the, the, the three stories, and I only picked up on this because somebody else retweeted it, it wasn't something that was necessarily all over Twitter, and that was that uh, Mahu San Miguel have uh, made a minority investment in Avery Brewing Co. in the States um, of about 30%. So Avery saying that they still consider themselves craft, as nothing will change, except we have the resources and expertise to improve our already world-class brewery. Can they be... Not in America, it's 25%. I was going to say. So, so they, they consider themselves craft, but they can't be cast they, as they craft. Can't be, the Brewers Association won't recognise So they won't, be, they won't be invited to the American Craft Beer Festival anymore, then? I mean, I, that, one, that one completely bypassed me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know enough about Avery to no, know no, what sort of impact it has. I just um, thought it was interesting that these things <laughs> seem to come in threes. Yeah, It, yeah. it would appear. In, in, and, you know, a lot of people were sort of then saying, will there be another one before the year end? Well, There's still time. There's yeah. still time, in it? If it's not done before Christmas, it probably ain't going to happen, but there could be deals which have been talked about and papers being signed, you know, as we record, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was one more. Yeah, we say, we say that, though, don't we? It's, it's kind of uh, something that you kind of expect in all the time now, I think. I think it's... Especially I mean, less surprising. Yeah, and especially when it, when it starts. It's like it almost feeds itself. Yeah. And it then carries on, and I think, I think there's definitely more to go. I can also understand some people being a bit worried about it, but for now, I still think we've got so many independent breweries, pubs, tap rooms, bottle shops that 
I'm not overly concerned, but like I said, my only concern probably would be that whole thing about like Heineken having access to all those taps and ABI. But maybe you might find, yeah, we get some of those beers we talked about in there, but it might squeeze out some of those new and upcoming breweries who can't get tap space mm. because of that. But I suppose that's a, a wait and see to find out. Yeah. So that's um, that's all the takeover news. <laughs> yeah, we've still got lots of news to do, though. We have still got lots of news. So, so the next one is, um, unless you've had your head buried in the sand for this last week, you couldn't have missed um, the news coming out of the Brewers' Congress uh, last, I think it was last Monday, that was held in London. And there were calls, um, I think it was Jager Wise from um, Wildcard Brewery spoke quite passionately about women in the industry and how um, sexist labelling and pump clips and that sort of thing. I've always, the bit I read, I thought it was very eloquently put. Yeah. Um, so as a result of that, there were that there were calls to the Portman Group to actually change their code of conduct and their guidance because obviously Portman Group are the group that regulate yeah. things in beer. So Brewdog have had a number of running with run-ins with them over. <laughs> I'm sure they have the way they promote <laughs> their beer and. You know, I think some of their beers have even been named as a dig at the, the Portman Group. But coming out of that, the Portman Group actually said that they've heard the concerns that have been raised and they're going to review their, their, their code of conduct and guidance and they want to continue the conversation. Um, so they've put out an open sort of message on Twitter saying, DM us if you'd like to be involved. So I think that that's only going to result in, in good things yeah, for the industry. Someone didn't either Jaeger or someone else said this should reach out to like Camera Beer Festival, SEBA festivals as well, mm. not entering those beers. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, I can't be completely subjective because I don't, I tend to be less offended by these because they're not aimed at me. But my experience is that a lot of um, those kind of beers and pump clits and labelling that we're talking about, the beer's shit. Generally, and, yeah. the beer is shit, and it's it's about the pump clip and the label. Um, so I, I would say there's more than one reason to be getting rid of it. But in this day and age, why bother having those kind of pump clips, yeah. innuendos, we're way past the seaside human, carry on type I, labelling, that kind of thing. I, I think you're right, and I'm sure it was it was either Seabra or Camera that I think they tweeted a picture of um, new guidance for competition entries in particular and that they wouldn't be allowing these pump clips or these saucily named beers to be entered in, yeah. in the future. Well, there are some dinosaurs out there still judging by what, oh, yeah, I, there was, judging there by what I read on, cat, on a, various Facebook groups and yeah, Twitter. Yeah. There's I mean, it's, it's raged on all week, this one. It's like, get over it. Yeah, just, just like I said, For it. me, just the beers are shit most of the time. Yeah. So, but like I say, that's, that, that's good that they're, they're actually looking into doing something. Um, so the next one was, um, again, a bit of a surprise, this one. Um, Yeasty Boys have found a new home to, to brew their UK beers, and they're going to be brewed by um, West Berkshire Brew. Yeah, surprise um, on two levels. One, we know people at West Berkshire Brew, and they yes. get their gobs firmly shut. Mr Chinnery did a very good <laughs> job of not sharing yeah, that information. and we've been out drinking with him, yeah. and he still didn't share. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's great news, though. The, I think the, it's really good news, and I'm, obviously West Berkshire as part of this whole expansion has built in capacity as well yeah because Yeasty Boys must 
be able to brew a fair bit because their beers well, they, they do They've been brewed at Brewdog. Yeah, but what I mean is that yeah. Yeah, they need the space, so West Bunkshire must have that capacity as well. Well, by all accounts, the new brewery that they've just opened is huge. Yeah. So it cannot, and, and obviously they've just started canning themselves so what, uh, as, as well. That's, that, that is good. So, mate, so does that mean there's going to be a renegade Yeasty Boys collab? Uh, I think that's got to be coming up, hasn't it? Matt, tell us this time. Y- yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and let's have an exclusive yeah. on, on, on that one as well. Um, so, more, more brewery news. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I like that. That's a very good. Didn't even realise I'd done it. <laughs> um, more brewery uh, announced <laughs> that they are opening a space in Bermondsey soon. So, they're opening um, essentially a more tap. Beside Brew by Numbers? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I saw I, the, the video clip was on, it's about a minute and a half, wasn't it, on Twitter. Um, I, I, I was still I was surprised. Because that's probably the first of our new wave of breweries. I know more aren't that new, but the way they brew their beers now is probably newer than when they first started out. Um, actually moving into someone else's territory. Yeah. So, you know, is this going to be a way of things to come? Or are you going to get like, a, I don't know, the Colonel opening somewhere in Bristol or yeah. Manchester? You know, that's yeah. excellent. But I, mean, I think it's great though, because it gets, it gets these beers to more people. Well... So, so I, I, for us, oh, we don't get to yeah. we don't get to go to more, no, because where it is, you have to plan that. They're suddenly going to rock up a couple of miles from where we work, where we go to regularly. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Again, great thing, you, you know, really, really good week for for, for beer news. I think a lot of it's yeah. really positive. Yeah. Um, also, this week the champion bottled beer of Britain winners were announced. So. Um, Taking the gold medal was St. Austell's Big Job Double IPA, silver medal to Fuller's 2016 Vintage, and then a bronze medal to Oakham's Green Devil. Um, what do we think of this? I think it's the best top three camera I've ever announced, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, I'd be more than happy to open my cupboard and find those beers in there. Yeah. I mean, we did the, the, the Fuller's a couple of weeks ago, and didn't we? we thought it was fantastic. And a year on, it's the flavours that are coming out yeah. of that are just, are just amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Big Job I've always been a fan of, and I'm a fan of Proper Job as well. Yeah. And Green Green Devil Oakham, that's definitely one I go to when I go to Spoons these days because you know it's in the fridge. Yeah. And Oakham Green Devil and Oakham Citra are two of my favourite beers, and those are really that's like I said, if camera all the camera choices were that good when they when they announced their winners, you'd have a lot less complaints going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're brilliant. Like, like you say, they're, they're three beers that you would quite happily, happily open yeah. your cupboard and see in there. And although the Vintage Ale is probably slightly you know, less accessible, the greater numbers that Fuller's have put out of the Vintage Ales over the last two or three years and getting it in Waitrose means it's quite an accessible range, yes. top three. Yeah. Whereas sometimes a camera top three is like, it's like a one-off brew which you can never get hold of again. It's like, well, no point voting for that. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm in favour of that one. So sticking with camera news, um, they've announced uh, a partnership between Camera and Drink Aware. They've announced the first ever London low alcohol beer competition. So this is um, Camera North London will be hosting the competition as part of the London um, Drinker Beer and Cider Festival in March in Camden. Competition is open to any beer of three three percent ABV or lower, with the aim of showing that beer doesn't have to be strong to be tasty. And so it's been sponsored by Drink Aware. I think it's really good. I mean, there are some yeah. really good low ABVs beers out there now, which we qualify for camera as well. So we've got Marble Table Beer, which is excellent, I think. Um, is it Redemption Trinity? Is around about the 3%? Yep. And that's a cast beer as well. Mm. Where uh, Does Colonel Table Beer count? Will that be able to go into a camera? It's 
bottle of condition, doesn't yeah, it? Bottle yeah, that's yeah. true. So, I mean, that's, that's free already, and anything which encourages anyone else to brew a good one. I just hope they choose a good one now as well. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting competition to keep an eye on. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to see who enters and, and who gets judged the winner on that one, but I think it's a good initiative. Yeah, very good. Um, so, we've got some new beer news. Uh, Finals, uh, who, again, we've also featured Fine on the show before. They've, they've launched a new brand and a range of beers. So the, the, the brand is Fine Owls Origins Brewing. And it's focused on beers that showcases uh, the brewery's provenance as a rural Scottish farmhouse brewery. So there's going to be mixed fermentation, foraged and locally sourced ingredients for, um, going into wooden barrels um, that feature heavily in, in the schedule. Um, and the first selection of those beers are available from the 11th of December on the Fine Owls website. So that's, um, that's interesting to see a already fairly established brewery taking a slightly different direction yeah. in what they're producing. I mean, it's, uh, it sounds like they're sort of going down the wild, wild beer yeah. route. But I mean, I'm, again, Fine Owls, I think they produce some excellent beers. Solid I mean, beers, yeah. Jarl, 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 Jarl. Um, again, not quite 3%, but a great low ABV yeah. session beer, isn't it? If you get that in the right condition on cask, it's delicious. It is. Um, I mean, again, it'd be really interesting to see what, what they produce out of that. I mean, it sounds like you'd love those beers as well, Steve. I mean, it sounds like they've done this just for you. <laughs> I I actually wouldn't mind giving them a go, to, to be honest with you, because I, I, I think I've seen the bottles, and th- th- there were some pictures online of the bottles, and the first, uh, the first four don't actually sound too sort of like far. <laughs> Two way out. Y- yeah, I, I could probably manage them. Um, yeah, so that's the end of the news. Oh, for this right. week. We're that done. Was, uh, but yeah, blimey, that was um, that's a lot of news. Quite the news-heavy week, I, I, I think. Speaking of branding, didn't Oakham rebrand as well? Announce a rebranding. They this did, week? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not uh, a fan, Martin. I'm in two minds, but I'll, I think it's just getting used to it. Sometimes it's almost perhaps don't tell me and I'll see if I ever notice. Yeah, disappointed to have um, Citra branded as a session IPA. Though. Oh yeah, that's wrong. Just Oakham Citra. Yeah, it just doesn't need anything else. Doesn't does need it? anything it's else. Such a classic. Yeah, I don't such think a classic it needs beer. That classification. And don't know if I would put it as a session IPA. It's just a beer. Yeah. Strange one that one. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten about it. No, that's how it seems annoyed me now. <laughs> why, have got, why have we got him on here? <laughs> so hopefully, might be a couple of quiet weeks for news now. Yeah, please. After, because this, I mean, this week has been, it just seemed to be day after day, there was well, something else coming up. You know, you, you very kindly sent me through show notes pre-show, and you sent me, because obviously we're recording on the Sunday rather than the Monday, you sent them through to me on Thursday, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> because it kept bloody changing. Yeah. More news kept coming in. And, and it was kind of, sometimes it's difficult to strike a balance with, with, with putting news on the show, because we, we, we like to kind of have stuff on the isn't really time related because when people listen back but all of this was pretty relevant all of it was relevant yeah and, and it was it, sometimes you can drop things yeah oh that's not really relevant but actually every one of those things that we've gone through was, was worth mentioning and stories. worth talking about yeah, as well yeah absolutely okay so after the uh, the bumper news Sheffield yeah was, my, th- my first visit yeah it was the Crimbo Crawl yesterday yes um, what we thought was a fairly ambitious route, starting at half ten in the morning, yes, and taking in nine stops with the intention of finishing where we're recording now in, in the and Sheffield Tap. We did do nine stops. We did, and we did finish in the Sheffield Tap. We did, and 
pretty much everything stayed on schedule. Yeah, I mean, I think because we built in that bit of timing in the middle as well. So, like the Bath Hotel, we gave ourselves a good couple of hours, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good day, and the pubs we went to, I've really, really enjoyed. Um, but definitely one of the highlights was definitely the Bath Hotel, Formbridge beers. Simon and Meg from Formbridge properly looked after us as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, thank you ever so much, guys. Um, but it was just a nice little spot. They gave us a little room at the back, like mm. the snug. It was ours, and we had a little poster on the door. Yeah. Reserved for 3 pm. Yeah. And they brought us out Scotch eggs. And, and pork pies. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, like, like you say, we were properly looked after at that stop. Um, and yeah, we were, we were lucky to get to try the new Thornbridge Magic Rock collab. Oh, that was lovely. Um, exaltation, yeah. is, is it? Um, yeah, I think we were possibly expecting maybe tasters. Yeah, um, which I'm going to be fine with that. Again, the, the, the generosity of, 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 of Simon and Meg from Thornbridge, um, everybody got a 500 mil can yes. to, yeah. to enjoy. We needed 500 mils more beer. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but just a really incredible beer. Yeah. Just really, really tasty session IPA. Well, it's a session IPA at 5.5%. Yeah, I'm, it's probably stretching the boundaries there. Yeah, yeah, stretching the session bit. It's probably just an IPA, but it doesn't taste the 5.5%. No, absolutely Very not. Very drinkable. Yeah. And, so, and it's one of those collaborations where you feel like the best of both worlds have come together yeah. as well. Yeah. So the best of Magic Rock and the best of Thornbridge created. A really, a really, really good, good beer. beer. Yeah, and yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. But like you say, again, the venue, the Bath Hotel. Yeah. Let's say we we earned that drink by the time we got there because we had to walk up a about that hill, oh, in hill and a half. No. I mean, you that hill. Tell me about that before the day. <laughs> no, well, the, well, I, was, I was I was explaining this to you on the way out. Sheffield <laughs> is famous for seven hills or, or having seven hills. And we did, we definitely did one of them well, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we definitely did one of those hills I yesterday. I mean, that's I would not want to cycle that hill. No. It Not was up. it was Down a hell of a walk up, up to the Bath good. Hotel, but by the time we got up there, you're thirsty. You're thirsty, and you, you, you know we did we, we had a good what well, a good hour or, or so in there, maybe oh, an hour and a half. Probably an hour and a half in there because yeah. I think we were in there basically while the football was on. I'm sure I was checking final scores. Right, okay. So it was one of those good days for me yesterday. I was able to talk football, Doctor Who, and beer all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> it ticks loads of boxes for me. Yeah. So, so that was a that was a real highlight of, yeah. of the day, um, the Bath Hotel, and and I have to say that it's probably no coincidence that things started getting a bit hazy for me <laughs> after that. I certainly don't remember. I remember leaving there. Yep. I remember going into the Devonshire Cat, and, and I remember and I remember, I remember every, every venue we went into, but I can't for the life of me remember walking between the venues. And getting from one to the other. Vaguely remember walking to the Devonshire cab. I'm really struggling with rattling arms. No. So let's let's go back to the, the back the to the beginning. beginning. Back to the beginning of the day. We started the day off at um, Sheffield Brewery Company, uh, Stroke Emmanuel's. Yep. Who um, Nick from Emmanuel's very kindly opened early yep. for us, um, and we went over to this what could only be described as a lovely building. We, oh, we it's were beautiful. We were down in the cellar yeah. of of this old. We well, used to be a polish factory, yeah, didn't it? yeah, um, and they've got like the whole. They've got like two cellars, effectively, haven't they? They've got the bit in the middle, and then you go off to both areas of both of theirs, isn't there? Two cellars, and then they've got what I would describe upstairs as like a cross between a wait, a waiting room and a social club. Yeah, but with loads of beer memorabilia around. Yeah, yeah, yeah some really old stuff. Some really good stuff. Yeah, someone spent a bit of time collecting that that stuff. Um, 
But no, I mean, really nice to meet Nick as well, because uh, obviously we reviewed his single Hop Emmanuel series. We did, yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, you know, truth be told, we weren't that fussed. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a bit of a dialogue with him on Twitter after that as well. And he said, off the, partly off the back of that, he actually tweeted some of the recipes. And we retried one of the beers yesterday. Yeah. The Glory, Glory, Alleluia, um, which was really tasty. That, I, was, I, that, that was nice. That dry hopping he's done on that really was very nice. But, again, we, we had the... Um, well, we had it on cask yesterday yeah. before we had it in bottles. Yes. It was a completely different beast oh. yesterday. Oh, yeah, definitely. For lots of reasons. So drinkable. Yes. As, and it was, it, was, well. it was nice condition. You know, I think also we were in a lovely venue as well. Yeah. And we were, you know, they looked after us. It was a nice place. Yeah. It was a lovely spot to start. I think and we spoke about it yesterday. I, I have to say that, you know, I, I thought maybe a half ten start was ambitious uh, at best. And I didn't think. Everyone would turn up. We'd get a lot of people with us at half Over 10. half the people turned up. Yeah, we, yeah. by the time we left there, there was about 15 people yeah. that had decided to start surpri- half past 10 with us. But it made, it made for one hell of an atmosphere early, early oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was so good to see people turning up that early, especially as Nick had opened up early for us as well. Specifically Rather than just us, having yeah, like yeah. three or four of us in there who came from one place. Yeah, by the time we left there, easily over a dozen people yeah. had joined us. Lovely spot. Yeah. So, so thanks to Nick for. Yeah. I think they're hoping. I think they're hoping to get a more permanent license to open more regularly, aren't they? Yeah, I think they have to do most of it on event licenses at, at, at the moment. And I think they're, they're limited to they're the amount of licenses. To yeah. do something, and you know, if you're in that bit of Sheffield, that little bit has been that bit of Sheffield where the brewery is definitely seems to be being done up. It put me in mind of uh, the area around Northern Monk. Mm. Yeah, very much so. So yeah, great start. Very good start. So from there we. Um, about a 10 minute walk onto Kellam Island. Yep. And we went to the Fat Cat, which is the hottest pub in the world. Hottest pub oh in the world. Oh my God, <laughs> I was melting. Smallest pub in the world, which we instantly filled. Yeah, as, as yeah. a group. But other people then joined us there as well. I yes. mean, a few people were there because they knew they weren't going to make the timings. So they were there. Then a few more joined us there. Uh, and basically, I think the locals were pleased we left. I think they were, yeah. We, we um, ruined their Saturday for about half an hour. Yeah, and we were only in there for half an hour. Because but it is, it is small, isn't it? It's, it's a small pub, but it's, it's, that's also Kellam Island Brewery's official sort of taproom. Yeah, so it's, we did go in and we all had Pay Rider. Yeah, specifically for that beer. Yeah. Because I, I'm a massive fan of that beer. And I, I do like, if, if, you're in a, if you're in a city or a brewery's tap, I, I do like drinking their flagship yeah, beer no, as I they agree. intended it yeah. to be served, and it was served through Sparkler yep. as, as well. Um, and it was just a just a stunning pint. Yeah. And one thing, and we did notice while we were there, is one of our friends, uh, Mark, had ordered a beer. The bar staff spotted that the beer had gone and took the drink away from him. Yeah, actually took it out of they, his hand. They didn't let him drink it. They actually took it out of his hand and said, "No, we'll get you something else. What do you want?" Yeah, that's, because that's yeah, we were quality. That's that's good quality control, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was. We were massively yeah, impressed with that. That they noticed it and literally, like you say, refused to let him drink yeah, it. Yeah, so it wasn't like they just stopped serving it. They, the last pint poured wasn't going to be consumed. Yeah, yeah. So I was really impressed with that. And uh, you know, it is a small. I mean, the little bar. Oh, it's the tiniest bar in the world. There was three people serving. And and pumps on every side of the bar. Yeah. As, as well it was like how do you fit all that in yeah where do those I mean that must have a good seller because those have to go somewhere for all those taps 
yeah, yeah, very much so. But yeah, lovely yeah. little place. Keller Mindens was, was nice walking through there, actually. It, it was, yeah, because I think there was a bit of a market on as yeah. well. So there was, yeah. it was quite a vibe. There was, there was a lot of people around. Yeah, someone tried to give me a leaflet and they realised I didn't look like the kind of person who wanted to go to a Christmas market. And then they said, they've got burgers. I said, no, okay, now you're talking. Yeah. Maybe we should have... Uh, had a burger. <laughs> yeah, that, that might have been a good plan. So, so from the fact that we walked to the Kellam Island Tavern. Yeah, that, see, I found that confusing. Yeah. I was having Kellam Island beer in the fat cat and not Kellam Island yeah. brew pub. Right. I was very confused. I'm still confused. You can tell by the, my voice. I'm confused yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand your confusion. It's, it's, it's an easy, easy one to make. Um, but yeah, so headed in there, slightly bigger pub. Yeah. Again, very warm. It was very warm. But every pub we went into, certainly those first two were. I think very it was hot. a nice crisp day outside. We really noticed it as soon as we went inside because yeah. we were laid up, weren't we, as well? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that pub had a very good range of beers, cask and draft, mm-hmm. didn't they? Anything stand out for you in, in there that you had? Um, I had um, Clayton and I had the uh, Verdant, a session IPA 4.2. Yep. Something around there. Yeah, yeah that, was and that, nice. that was nice. Tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the name is in my untapped, but I can't be bothered to look at it right now. But it, that was nice at 4.2%. <laughs> and we had a very good pork pie. Oh, that pork oh, pie. Will. Will, yeah, thank good. you very much. Yeah. Will bought a pork pie. And, a, and then he shared it with people. Yeah. After me, if I'd taken a bite out of a pork pie, I wouldn't have shared that because it was delicious. It was, it was absolutely delicious. And it was only £3.95. And it was, it was huge. Yeah. It's, it was literally, I don't know, the size of a small plate. Yeah. Oh, but it was, yeah. it was quality. And it did actually... I think there was about six of us had a slice yeah. each. Yeah, uh, he, was very, he was very generous. Yeah. Someone had two. He let me have two. <laughs> Are you sure he let you? I did ask him. Okay. I could have the second piece. Uh, he, he felt pressured because it's Mr. Beer O'Clock Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, so thank you very much for that, Will. But uh, yeah. what about you? What did you have in there? I had um, Bradfield Brewery's far, um, Belgian Blue. Oh, yeah, the one which I said looked like Guinness and Black. <laughs> it does pour a raspberry colour and it, it, it has a purple head yeah. as, as, as well yeah, it it's, wasn't um, just my eyes it's a winter beer that they do that doesn't taste Belgian it's, it's not it's not a Belgian beer I believe it's named after a type of cow yeah that's what I got told later on yeah um, I didn't know there was a cow called Belgian Blue. But it's it's they they only brew it for Christmas, so it's it's but it's got none of those Christmas spices in it. I think what they use, I think they use a lot of um, sort of dark berries and, and and what have you in the in the brewery. Okay, process. so the sort of dark fruits, the winter fruits, would yeah. be more inclined to see then. Yes, yeah, so it does make it quite. It's quite a sweet beer. I've had it in bottle before, and I've really enjoyed it. And I wanted to try the cask version. Did you, version did you of need it. a pint of it? Because you looked like it was once you got down to about two thirds through. It started to warm and, yeah. and then it stopped being tasty. So that was probably more a bit having a, uh, that, a that, half. I should have definitely had a half of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, but it definitely looked like an interesting one. And again, it was a nice pub. A very nice pub. But they had room at the back. Lots of the characters. Yeah, half of our group went went out the back. Yeah. Some stayed in the front. By this point, we were up to. I think we were up to about twenty five people. Yeah. By, by this point. The, the, yeah, the mid afternoon was probably our peak timing. We couldn't all fit into one yeah, bit at the same time. Quite a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So from there again, we had a we had quite a short walk to uh, Shakespeare. Yep. Again, really interesting pub. Lots of little side rooms. Yeah, tiny was, bar. It was like, had three three. Well, so if you include the bar, it was a lead back five different rooms. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was a really odd place, but loads of character. Oh, again, yeah, absolutely. Loads of character and a great again a great range of beers are available for us. Everyone, I mean, because everyone sort of had different beers. No one was sticking to the same beers, were they? Yes, they were from the group. So I think most places 
served a fair selection of their range. And I can't remember, I mean, generally spirits were high all day yesterday, but I can't remember anybody expressing any sort of disappointment about the range no, of beers. And no, no, one, no one said, oh, is this what you've got on? Yeah. And definitely no one complained about the quality of the beers we were served. And we oh, had a lot of no. cask yesterday. Well, so it, it, as we know, cask is the most difficult. Oh, it's a capital cask. Yeah, Sheffield. Well, apparently, yeah, yeah. So Sheffield but, University said yeah. after their study of Sheffield. I think we were. Um, I think we were pretty much predominantly cask until the Bath Hotel. Yeah. And then I think, kind of maybe the venues started changing a little bit, and there were more keg offerings. Yeah. And by that point of day, I think everybody was ready for something cold and fizzy yes yeah yeah, no, yeah but it worked yeah but the, the Shakespeare was definitely a nice place as well it, it was that was the last place before we walked up Mount Everest wasn't it it, uh, it was unfortunately at the bottom of the hill yeah and then we had to proceed up that hill to which the went on forever yeah yeah. Even though I took a quick break to go into the cart to buy some water for us. Yeah. It's <laughs> Which still we needed. We needed. Um, we almost had to set up a Sherpa camp at, at, at that point. <laughs> what yeah. do they call base camp? Base camp. They call it base camp, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Sure, um, I think there was four of us in there. It was a little splinter group because we'd, we'd said we were always going to get to the Bath Hotel for three o'clock because we're going to meet up with Simon and Meg there. Um, so, yes, we left our creative director in charge of about 20 people. Well, it wasn't really 20 people, but um, kind of splintered into two groups, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of trying to keep up with the front group, so I knew where to go, but also try and keep an eye on the people behind us so they knew where to go. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And then, uh, but you, I think you got there about 10 minutes after us. Okay, yeah. So, not too, not too no, long. Was yeah. right. Again, yeah. a lovely little pub. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they did, as we've already said, yeah, so we went a little bit too much, but they did properly look after us. They, they did, but it was also... That was a nice, that was almost the, we needed that 20 minute walk at that point. I yeah, think. Just, it, was, it was a good yeah, break. Nice lead, break. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Um, but also, we, that was probably the only time we were all in the same place at the same time, because we had that back room. Yes, we, there were no, we didn't splinter off. And yeah. everyone who attended was there. Yeah. Because some yeah. people came for part of the day, all the day, joined a bit later, went a bit earlier. You know, there were some sensible people who went, had food. What's that all about? Yeah. I don't know. Strange. 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 You yeah. people from Birmingham, you're weird. <laughs> um, Birmingham, sorry. And, yeah, get um, it right. Yeah. They, they, Carl will hammer me for that. But that was the one time when we were all in the same place yeah. at the same time. Uh, and that was lovely. Yeah. It was, it was a proper... By that point, everyone... Obviously, a few beers in yeah. us. Everyone was in really good spirits yeah. at, at that point. And it was, that, that was a really the peak of the day. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, mean I guess the only, the only downside for me and for you is um, our partners couldn't make it yes, on this yeah. occasion and it was probably that that was probably the moment I thought yeah that would have been really good been really nice for them yeah. to be with so for Angela and Michelle to be with us at the same time in the Bath Hotel with everyone there meeting some new people and like I said you know it was really nice to meet uh, Simon especially for me because I've spoken to him a few times on Twitter yeah. about football and running um, he's just a lovely bloke he's such a nice guy yeah, yeah. And, and Meg was lovely as well and they, they really pulled out the stops for us which yeah. you, you know we are we are grateful for so, that so yeah and yeah. it was quite nice to just have that moment where we didn't have to be on timings for a little bit as yeah. well yeah, um, yeah. so yeah no, I, I really I really enjoyed the bar hotel I think, I think um, it kind of just embodied the spirit of the Crimbo Core everyone was chatty happy and um, and talking yeah, and um, yeah. just, just a buzz in that down. room, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, there was a proper buzz in that room, and we could easily have settled in. <laughs> could have settled in for the day there, quite, yeah. well, quite happily. <laughs> well, especially if they carried on giving me pork pies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they, they just kept coming as well. Yeah. Which was, Do you want which some was more? 
Uh, yeah. yeah, and then a plate appeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so from there we, uh, we we made our way back down. In, yeah, fortunately in, there was no more uphill. Yeah, into the town and went to Devonshire Cat. Um, it's, just like, it's, it's quite a big place, isn't it, the Devonshire Cat? Yes, it's huge. Yeah. It feels like it's a really big space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had to be restrained a little when we walked in because the cannonball was on tap. Yeah, we did have cannonball. And, uh, but we didn't let Steve have a pint. Yeah, um, I'm, which I'm grateful for because actually it, everything would have gone properly tits up. Yeah, so, if I'd had a pint of Cannonball at that point. But it's, it, it was a big, it's a big space. It feels it's a massive space. It feels like you could, it could be everything to everyone because it felt like it could easily be a, a late night venue. Yeah, daytime feel. I, th- I think it is because kind of where it is is kind of almost kind of a very goy out area. In, in, in Sheffield, so I, I think it does. You know, it, it benefits from a lot of parts in. Oh, trade games past well. there as well. Yeah. Football, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that was a nice place. And again, it was a good selection on tap. And um, I think our, our, our what's his name, the brewer who came with us, Jim 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 from Abbeydale. He shared yeah. he shared one, one of his beers with us. Yeah, more more free cans. Yeah, more free can of beer. Yeah, because we needed. More Thanks, beer. Jim. We yeah. like free beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was really nice as well. Yeah. It was, it was well, a that was completely Voyager yeah. number three, number I think. Number three, it was. IPA, really drinkable. Yeah, and you, you know it was, it was great that again, the the pub was so welcoming and just kind of allowed us to crack into those yeah. beers, which was really good. I mean, again, we did all buy some drinks while we were yeah. there. Yeah, but to uh, let us have our own beer as well. Yeah, is is nice. Yep. Um, then there was a, we moved on to Sentinel Brew House. Yeah, remember that one? Which is a, which is a small brewery. Now some people got lost, didn't they? I on 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 the way. Most people got lost. <laughs> Some people didn't like, even get there because <laughs> they couldn't find it. And then yeah. I think Carl and Will had a little tour. Yeah, I looked up and they were on the other side of the glass. <laughs> but it's a great space. It's kind of in. Uh, felt like it was in one of these kind of almost like a warehouse unit. Yeah. Um, very long bar. Yeah, so you have your bar when you first come in on the left, isn't it? Yeah. Then you've got yeah. lots of seating, and then further down on the left is where the actual brew kit is. Yeah. And that's when I looked up at the glass and Will and Carl were on the other side. Like, well, how did that happen? But he just got here. I'm pretty sure things were getting hazy by now, but I'm pretty sure there were some beers handed out by the brewer as well that, that had just been brewed. But I can't, can't swear to it. Can't confirm <laughs> or deny that that actually happened. Uh, I can't confirm or deny either. No, but that was a nice stop. Uh, yep. Again, it's uh, maybe in hindsight. I don't know whether we could have done it earlier on in the day, um, but it was. I think we had a nice amount of time in there. If we like, could have maybe had a bit longer because yeah. there were quite a nice range of their own beers. Yeah. That we had the GB IPA, which yeah, was nice, which was really drinkable. Um, really drinkable. A bit too drinkable for six and a half percent, though. Yes, at that point of the day. Yes, we probably didn't need six and a half percent after we'd had Cannonball. And there's probably a. <laughs> good reason why we didn't need it because we then actually can't remember going to the next pub can no, we? No, no. The Rutland <laughs> no. Arms apparently for all three of us has gone from hazy to murky. <laughs> yeah I remember being in there. Nope. If, yeah. <laughs> if my life depended on it and I was shown the range of beers that were on I couldn't tell you <laughs> which one I drank while, while I was in there. No it's, it's, a, it's a dead zone for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't so, remember being in there. If, nope. if, if any of our listeners remember being in there and remember what we were drinking, we'd, we'd really like <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, uh, I need to put it in untapped, so yeah, let me know what yeah, I had. I'd really like to know. Um, and then we made it from there but down to, to the final stop, the Sheffield Tap. Yeah, which was... Uh, with the Sheffield Tap was always going to feature, but fortunately it worked out nicely because it's a short walk back to the hotel as well. So, strategically... 
it was, was well placed. It, it was always kind of that balance between do you put it at the beginning of the day and have it as your starting point, or do you have it at the end of the day? And I think we went for the end of the day so that people, if they were going on, or could home, go from here. They're straight onto a train yeah. and, and they can go I home. I think it worked out really well. But, but yeah, still, we, we took still, over a room yeah, here, uh, but there were still quite a few people left. Then by the time we got here, we were back down to probably the group that had started with us yeah. uh, at the beginning of the day. Yeah, because I was proper on my Doctor Who geek with the, uh, the, guy, the ter- Terry, I think it is. He's the, uh, he's the Brigadier Greyhound one on Twitter. and We were probably Doctor Who geeking out. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was loving it. And I'm fairly certain I had more Jaipur as well. I, th- I think you had lots of Jaipur. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember being in here, though. It's the Rutland Arms. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's some weird twilight area. It is. A, it's just like a black spot, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I can remember being here. How strange. That is really weird, though. Isn't there's, it? there's photographic of evidence of us being in here. Yeah, as but well. we didn't even bother taking pictures at the Rutland Arms. We took pictures here, but not at the Rutland Arms. We, we like we yeah. just stopped. Very strange. That <laughs> very strange. Um, so, but overall, what what? It's your, th- your first time to Sheffield. Yep, loved it. I, I, I've been here. You've been here uh, before. A few times. Yep. I've, well, you know, one of my best friends li- lives up here, so yeah, I've, I've been got, here who quite we a lot. got to meet last night. Yeah. And him and his missus. That, again, I won't be able to name check everyone, but everyone I met yesterday and spoke to, and whether they're people I already knew on Twitter or not, it was a really, really good day and lovely to meet everyone. Yes, I've yeah, so, First and yeah. foremost, the people made the day. Absolutely. Definitely made the day. But the choice of venues were, were superb, I thought. Yeah. We went to some really characterful pubs and bars and breweries we ticked all of those kind of boxes for a pub crawl um, I would definitely recommend Sheffield um, they could do with one of those vernacular train trams that go up and down hills would be really handy <laughs> so Thornbridge if you want to invest in one to get, yeah. us up to the, get us up to the Bath Hotel next time please do um, no, I thought it was excellent what, what, what did you think Clayton? Yeah, I've loved it. Um, I've never been to Sheffield before. I can't really say I've seen a lot of the city, especially after three o'clock. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the venues. It was a really, really good um, schedule of pubs to visit and, um, and had some really good beers, I think, especially the ones I can remember at the start of the day. Everything up to the bar, up to including the Bath Hotel. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. where it all started going a bit wrong. Yeah. So Thank, thanks, actually, Simon. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to re- retract my thanks to Simon <laughs> and Meg. If it wasn't for you two, I could remember the Rutland Arms. Yeah. But um, um, what, what about you? Because you have been here before. I, I have been were, here before. Were there any of those new venues for you? Um, the Bath Hotel was, was new for me, and Emmanuel's at the beginning of the day was new, and Sentinel. All, all of the others I've, I've drunk in before. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did a, a crawl up here. It was in in February and we did pretty much the same route um, but in reverse so so what did you start in the no, Sheffield Tap or no we started in the Sheffield Tap then went over to Kellam Island and then came back and finished in the Rutland Arms okay the, the, the so, so what was the Rutland Arms like two years ago really nice okay but they had Cannonball on and I was drinking pints of it so oh, everything so was blurry it was blurry again yeah <laughs> um, but no it was um, for me it was just uh it was a, it, the route worked out really well, and I, you, you know, I've got to say that I'm really grateful to to Jules for for helping us out with that and kind of advising on where were the best places to go and if, if the route that we had in mind would work. Also, the order wasn't it as well? Yeah. I think that's, when you're doing a, a pub crawl, it's the order as much as the venues because you need to have a couple of gaps, but you need to structure it so you're not going back on yourself as well. Yeah. You don't want to feel like you're going past. Oh, we were there earlier. Yeah. And the route was really good. So yeah, thanks, Jules. Quite a nice circular route yeah. as, as well. So and, and I know Jules did also. Um, I know she got in touch with 
I think pretty much all of the places we were going to to give them a heads up that we were coming as well. So I think a lot of them knew that they were that they were expecting a big group at, oh, at some handy. some point. That's handy. Because that's time. always a little bit of a worry, isn't it, when you all turn yeah. up as a, yeah. as a big group on mass? Mm. And a lot of them were lo- locals' pubs. Yeah, yes, in some yes. places quite rightly. Yeah. And we didn't necessarily like such a large group. Yeah, I suppose because it was quite a mixed group. It wasn't like um, a stag party. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. We weren't rowdy. No, we just. The the great thing about is everyone there is just beer lovers. People just love drinking beer, and it just became a really sociable group as it it went on. And as you said earlier, Clayton, you know that that moment in the Bath Hotel where we're all together, kind of just that that really embodied what the Crimbo Crawl is all about for us. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, thanks to Jules. I just I, I want to thank Nick again as well because he did open up early for yep. us. Lovely, uh, lovely bloke. And yeah, you, you know, and he, he did serve us fairly reduced price beer as well yep. for, for half ten in the morning. Um, and again, just to emphasise again, thanks to um, Simon and Meg for and, and to the Bath Hotel for hosting us. Yep. Uh, as well, that, that they were great. And thanks to, to Jim from Abbeydale for sorting out some beers for us as well. Yeah. Uh, lots, and, and just, just thanks to anyone that came along. Yeah, thanks to everyone who did make the effort to come along. You know, we, we had Ron from Scotland, and people coming up from yeah. Midlands, you know, down south. It was, it was a really good time, and you know, it's definitely the people who come along who make the Crimbo Crawl. Oh, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. With, with, without a doubt. I don't, I don't disagree with that. See, so, yeah, I do just want to read out um, just one tweet from Bob Maxfield uh, that kind of sums the day up, really. He said, had an absolutely great day today, making new friends and reconnecting with others. Grateful to Beer O'Clock Show for bringing the rabble together. We should be very proud of the community that we've built around the podcast. I, 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 you know, for me, that just sums up what everything was about. Yeah, no, so thanks for that, Bob. And yeah, I think, you know... I've been doing this for a year now with you, Steve, and um, it's definitely knowing that we we, we, meet, we we speak to people both online and we actually meet up, and that's brilliant. Yeah. that That's brilliant, knowing that a minimum of once a year we're going to catch up with these people who we know share all the same interests. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, looking forward to um, Bristol. Bristol, 2018. Is, is, is the plan. Bristol should be great. Yes, uh, the planning starts here. It's, uh, it's going to start on the train. It will. 20 minutes time. It, it will indeed, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for this week. I think that, yeah, I mean, Crimbo Call of the News is enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, another Definitely. short show for the listeners. Yeah. But Which wasn't universally loved, to be honest. It wasn't universally loved, but all I'm going to say is just wait until the end of year show. Because <laughs> we're going to be back with yeah, vengeance. You might regret. Yes. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, next week um, we take a break from the normal opinions as we've got our festive edition of Opinions on Films yes. com- coming out where, where Martin and I drink our way through Die Hard. Yep, yippee ki yay <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Clayton, thanks for being involved again. Yep. Your, your, your one-time annual involvement <laughs> in, in, in the show. Um, well, thanks for having me again. And yeah, it was great just to drink beer with you both all, Definitely. all day. All day Cracking weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Here's 40 shillings on the drum.